What up, what up, what up? It's your boy, Kenyatta Banks, back in the building. You know what it is, inside the arsenal. We in here, you in here. Appreciate y'all for tuning in, man. Holla at your boy. Anyways, um, today I wanted to talk something to talk about. You know, there's this saying that imitation is the best form of flattery. And to some degree, I believe that, and I think that there's some truth in that. I think that, yeah, it could be that. I think that you have to be in the right mindset. You have to know who you are. You have to know what your why is. You have to know what your purpose is in order to embrace that 110%. And and this is why I'm saying that. Because is it is it the best form of flattery? I don't know. And as a fitness professional, as an instructor, sometimes I see things or hear things or things are told to me. And I'm like, it doesn't feel some things just don't feel right. It doesn't feel like flattery. Um, Where do you draw the line would be my question. It's like, is this imitation the best form of flattery? Do you even entertain that? Or where's the line drawn at? This is imitation and, and or this is stealing. Like, 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 where's the line? Where's the gray area? Is there a gray area? And I don't know. And, and I'm genuinely asking this or, or bringing this up because a lot of times, like at the end of the day, right, in the fitness arena, um, you know, everything's recyclable, right? Like a squat is a squat and the burpee is a burpee and the push-up is a push-up and you can add things to them or you can take things away, different options, modifications, if if you want to call them that or whatever. However, I find it, I find it highly interesting that people will have the audacity to talk crazy you know what I'm saying, behind your back or try to throw shots and or throw shade or whatever. And then we'll try to emulate or imitate what you do. And that doesn't bother me. But I'll be honest when I say, yo, I don't feel flattered by it. And maybe I need to reassess the way I think about it, the way I view it and and, and change my mindset on how I see it. But how I feel initially when when something happens is not a good feeling i don't feel like oh yeah that person is trying to sound like me or that person is you know got that from me i'm like yo come up with your own you know your learn your own voice be your own person and at the end of the day i think you know that goes in line with influencers right influencing people to do what you know, what What are you influencing? And if you if you if someone influences you, does that mean that you sound and look and talk just like them? Or or does that mean that they inspire you? I'd rather be an inspirer, if that's even a word. <laughs> I'd rather be that than. To say, well, I'm an influencer, that's cool. But to inspire someone to be the best version of themselves to inspire someone to be better than what they thought they were, to inspire someone to be transparent in how they operate, how they move. Because here's the deal in the fitness world, right? Like you, I can say, hey, here's my Arsenal HIIT workout program. I'll, I'll, I'll write down everything that I'm going to do in this class and give it to someone. 
they're not going to do it the way I'm going to do it or someone else who's been, you know, has experience in the game. A lot of these people just want to show up, you know what I'm saying, fresh off of whatever cert they got and act like somebody owes them something or act like they know it all or whatever. So then it's like I, I'm in the I'm in the mindset of I'm going to help you. I can help you grow uh, a class. I can help you grow, you know, your your people to where they're coming back. But at the end of the day, it starts with you and how you view yourself and how you talk to yourself internally. I'm not saying that I'm perfect and I only say the most positive things to myself 24-7 because that is not the truth. However, I am 100% sure in, in what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and what motivates me to keep doing it and helping people change their lives from the inside out. Like, I know that. So sometimes being imitated is like a slap in the face. Sometimes I feel like, why are you doing that? Because it doesn't feel to me good. It doesn't feel like, oh, yeah, that's what's up. You're trying to be like me. I don't know. And maybe you guys can write me or, or whatever and say, hey, you know, this is my experience or this is how I feel about it. But there's just something like, like, I'm, does it matter? Am I reading too much into it? Or, you know, and, and it's, it's not something that I lose sleep over. There's just moments when certain things happen. I feel some type of way. And sometimes I battle that. I battle doing certain events. I battle teaching certain uh, um, collaborating with certain people or certain, um, you know, opportunities, because sometimes I'm just like, man, you couldn't come up with this on your own at all. Or you see me and you see that I bring you know what I'm saying, numbers to a particular space. And, you know, I get it, right? Like I'm being used. I understand that. That's why there's, you know, the trade-off is money for time, right? But other times it's like, yo, there's other dope people who if they would just work on themselves, because here's the deal, right? We know social media, you could pretend to be whoever you want. You can post to be whatever you want, whoever you want. And be night and day in how you operate in real life. Night and day, not even close, not even, you know, dust till dawn. I'm talking night and day different. And a lot of times in this business, if you will, in this arena, people operate solely in the mindset of competition, solely in the mindset of how many numbers, how many people come to my class. It's always about the numbers. And will do and say whatever to get people there. Now, I don't entertain that because I don't have that problem. You know what I'm saying? But it's interesting because I'm the person that's like, yo, I can help you. But these people don't want help. And instead of wanting help, they rather just, I'm going to come to your class a few times, see how you do stuff, low key, then I'm going to go to my class, do the same stuff, sound like you. Like, yo, if you don't talk like how I talk or what I do in class, don't. like. If you're going to take something, okay, take a move or take, I don't know. It's just sometimes like, yo, that's not what's up, bro. Like, don't do that to yourself. 
You know what I mean? Because you're exposing yourself and you don't even realize it. And and people talk crazy. And I, I'm not the person to make a scene, right? I'm not the one that's gonna, you know, draw like draw attention to it in in public or in the place that I work in or whatever. But sometimes I'm like, man, is that what you have to do to get people? You know, me, I just don't F with you. It's simple. I could say hi and bye and keep it moving. You know what I mean? But it's it's literally one of those things where I'm like, yo, it doesn't always feel flattering. It doesn't always feel that way. And in any other arena, I, I mean, I guess, I, I, I guess you have to take it and uh, embrace it for what it is and say, hey, well, people just want to be like you or, you know, they, they like the way I teach or things that I say, but I'm like, yo, just say it in your way. Just say it in your way. Do it the best way you know how. And be okay with doing it your way, saying, hey, I took this from this person and this I learned from some of the best people in this business. And I would it would it would I would be wrong to not give credit to the people that I've learned from. No matter what the situation is, no matter if we still cool or I don't I don't teach they workout formats no more or whatever. I could still just rattle off names of some of the dopest people that I learned from. You can go Google them if if need be. Most of them you probably wouldn't even have to because they're household names. And a couple of them you might because you don't know they're more names just known in the fitness arena. But at the end of the day, it's not always flattering. And I'm trying to check myself and like, why is that? And I haven't come up with the answer yet. Like, why don't you feel flattered? I don't feel flattered by it. So it's just a question. I was just wondering if that happens to you and in, in what you're doing, because everything is let's just be honest, like we get ideas from each other. We still moves from each other as instructors. It is what it is. That part does not bother me. That's why I named some of my moves. So like you could take it. You're going to have to call it something else. You can't call it what I'm calling it because people going to look at you sideways. But I'm also a creative where I can take a move that I see and be like, oh, I can add this to it or do it this way or, you know, break it down like this and build up to it. And there's dope people that I learn from and follow that come up with stuff where I'm like, oh, I never thought about that. So I'm not even speaking on the 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 movement of exercises part. But here's the beauty of all this, even though sometimes I don't feel flattered. You cannot take what's not yours, meaning you don't know who you are, so you can't do something the way someone else is going to do it. It's not the workout that brings people back and back and back and back. It's part of it. It is a piece of it. It is not the sole reason. You know what I mean? It's not because, oh, you got the best format. Everything is formatted when you teach a class, no matter what. I just pull my formats from my brain. I'm at the point now in life where I don't have to write them down and look at them. I'm not knocking somebody who does. I just actually thrive on being in the moment and saying, this is what we're working on today. I'm going to create this in the moment. It's like an artist. I pulled out my canvas. The classroom is my canvas. And I just started painting. You might be on the outside looking like, what the hell is that? And it don't make sense until the until the picture is done. And then you're like, wow, that's how class is. Then it's like, wow, that was great. 
new epiphanies, new ideas, of course I write them down. But at the end of the day, everybody has a different teaching style. Everyone has a different voice. So I'm saying all that to say, like, find your voice. And if you don't know what that means, you, you got some work to do. Because the experience is what is teachable to the next generation or whatever. I know I'm not going to be jumping around doing church knee clap burpees forever. Right. But when I see the potential in other people, I'm like, yo, okay, I could teach you what I know. You can't get this from anywhere except for experience. It's not in somebody's book. The experience is the best teacher. Of course, you need to get certified. Of course, you need to know how the body works and why, why, why. People don't want to hear that in a class. It sounds like a foreign language. And they're like, what are you talking about? You have to speak in layman terms. You need to speak their language and meet them where they're at. But when when I can sit outside of a class and I'm like, yo, this person sounds like me. That's weird because you don't talk like that. And it lets me know that you're not confident enough to be yourself. And that comes with self-work. That comes with knowing your self-worth, knowing who you are. And people just don't get it. So they pretend. They pretend and pretend and pretend and pretend. And then they're mad or threatened by someone who knows who they are. It's like my, my brother Larry. Larry is high energy. From the, from the moment he walk in the door. That's him all day, every day. Me, I'm pretty chill when I'm not teaching. And then when I get in there and the music comes on, then I'm I'm crazy energy. It's like a roller coaster. But I'm not going to all of a sudden start running, running in the gym on high energy, yelling and screaming and whatever. That's hilarious. That's who that's part of who he is. That's his. That's how he walks through life. But then if you see someone try to emulate it, you're like, yo, that's not you. That's not how you talk. What are you doing? And so many people are quick to just like try to copy everything. Take the moves. Who cares? But find your voice. Find your voice. Find who you are. Share who you are in that hour or whatever time frame you have the teacher class. Because people can feel when you're not authentic. It's very interesting. I was at a meeting today with my uncle, Larry, who's different from the Larry I just told you all about. And we were talking and some of the young ladies I work with were actually in the same um, restaurant. And he didn't know them because he had never met them. And I walked him over there. I said, it's my uncle, Larry. These are the girls, you know what I'm saying, from the gym or whatever. And um, he was saying, he said to them that Kenyatta's one of them. I haven't seen him in probably two and a half, three years. He said, Kenyatta's one of the most authentic people. And this is not me beating my chest. He just said, he's one of the most authentic people I've ever met. And one of the girls there said, yeah, his class is an experience. I didn't say that. She said that. And he was like, he's like, I got to use it. He said, I don't, I don't have the words. I, I, I don't even know what to say. You know what? And he, he was like, that's yep. Yeah. And he walked away. Like he had to go digest that real quick. Now, that's not the beat on my chest. 
That's just to say, if someone feels that way, when someone says, explain your class, well, his class is an experience. There's elements to that. And one of the major, most important elements as an instructor is you need to know who you are. Not who you want to be in 10 years, not who you want to be in five, not who you think you're supposed to be because someone told you that. That means doing the work inside. That means going inside yourself and figuring out all the good and the bad, the beauty and the ugly, the flaws, the angels and the demons that live inside. You need to go in there. How can I? Why can I say that? Because I have and I do still. So at the end of the day, I'm like, well, this is me. You can take me or leave me. You like me or you don't. It's fine. But I'm definitely not trying to be someone else. Because I don't even know how to do that. And I also know that that doesn't work. So nonetheless, that's part of this episode that I want what I wanted to talk about. The other part is <laughs> I'm doing this, 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 I do this on my Facebook and that might age me or whatever to some people. Because I know some people think Facebook is old and whatever. But I do these posts called. Trust issues. You know what I'm saying? Trust issues. So here we are on this podcast and we're talking about trust issues. And I usually joke about the trust issues that I post. I try to make them funny for the most part. Sometimes they're just unbelievable. Today, my trust issue Trust issue 511, which means a lot. Trust issue 511J. The title of this says 3,000 Jesus shoes. You heard me right. Jesus shoes that contain holy water sell out in minutes. $3,000 Jesus shoes that contain holy water sell out in minutes. I just want you to let that marinate. Just a little bit. Does that make sense to anybody? <laughs> Says the reproposed Nike Air Max 97 trainers, which were bought at retail value, have been transformed to make several references to Jesus Christ. Although Nike has no affiliation with the creation, not only do the shoes contain holy water in the soles that came from the Jordan River. <laughs> And was oh it gets better. Oh, it gets better than this. And was blessed by a priest. But a crucifix has also been placed on top of the laces uh on the right trainer. There's also a verse from the Bible is um also referenced on the side of the shoe, Matthew 14, 25. While there's a drop of red ink that symbolizes the blood of Christ, it's visible on the tongue of the shoe. sold out. And one of the people who made this had the audacity to say, as a Jew myself, the only thing I knew was that he walked on water. Hence the inclusion, inclusion of holy water in the soles of the shoes. Several people have expressed their astonishment over the creation. So, Jesus' shoes are a thing that exists. They have water. 
from the Jordan River in the soul. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is why I have trust issues. I, I, I don't understand. Like people will sell anything. And, and, and the, the entrepreneur business side of me is like, well, get your money, whatever. The other side of me is like, how ridiculous is this? Jesus, you holy water. And how do we know the, the water came from the Jordan River? They got the water fresh out the sink. Young fluoride water. They put it in the um, shoe. Put a red dot on it. And now this symbolizes the blood. Come on, man. The shoes ain't even ain't even like that, first of all. At least get some dope. Charles Barkley Air Max something. Do something. The shoe wasn't, ain't even ain't even like that. You know what I mean? So y'all have to like Google it and look it up. But that's my trust issue uh, <laughs> topic of the day. So if you're looking for some new shoes for this holiday season, I guess they'll be per- for, perfect for Christmas time. Get you the new um, Air Jerusalems 2019. The new... Uh, Young Nazareth with the holy water in 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 the soul, and uh, give them to your people as a gift or something. But yeah, people will sell anything, anything, anything. <sighs> Moving forward, I'm starting this new segment called "Y'all Want to Talk About It." Now, the reason why it's called "Y'all Want to Talk About It." It's because that's usually what I say at the end or somewhere during my class when people are looking at me as if I'm insane and I'm getting cussed out by people's eyeballs. And I say, yeah, I want to talk about it. And they be like, nah. So in this episode of y'all want to talk about it. This is more going out to some of my vegan friends, trans vegans on the way to vegans, maybe vegetarians or whatever. And to those who are not and who don't care and don't want to be because you can't and protein, blah, 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 and all the excuses, right? Here's the thing about this lifestyle. Everyone is not going to be the same. Meaning, I don't eat this way to pressure someone else to do it or push someone into it. You do what you want. It's your world, your body, your mind, whatever. However, when it comes to going out to... Um, group functions and dinners and parties and stuff like that. A lot of times we, and I'm saying we as other vegans, and and if they don't agree, that's fine. But from the ones I know personally, um, we will tell you no, that we're not going out. And the reason why we'll tell you no is because we don't want to deal with the BS that comes with the territory. And that doesn't mean that we can't own up to being hot. like it's not a temptation thing like, oh, they got this pizza and I don't know what to do. I can't control myself. I really need that pizza. It's not that. But what it is, is all these things come with the territory. So you say, OK, I'll go out with you guys. For instance, I'll give you all a story. Went out one time for a company event and really didn't want to go to this bar. It will remain nameless. I didn't want to go there. And because I know they just have bar food, right? It's fried chicken and blah, 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 blah. So we're there. I'm like, yo, I'm really hungry because I just finished teaching class. And, you know, there's 15, however many people at a table and everyone's ordering this and that. And oh, yeah. And they're like, you know, there's always the, oh, yeah, well, he's a vegan as if like there's some 
you know, weird growth coming out of your face. Like there's something wrong with you. Oh, he's an alien. No, I just choose to eat to live. That's it. So the guy says at the restaurant, at the bar, oh, yeah, we could get you some, you know, maybe we can get you like some beans and this and that. So I'm like, oh, bet. Like if you can cook up some beans, it's not going to be the greatest dinner on life. Right. But it'll hold me over till I get home because I don't plan on being here that long. So, like, let me get some beans and maybe I can figure out some of this other stuff. There's some veggies, some hummus, right? I kid you not. They brought me beans. Not cooked beans. Not baked beans. Not even thrown in the microwave beans. I'm talking about straight out the can. Someone just poured them in a bowl. Brought me the beans. So here in my mind, I'm thinking they're going to be high and they probably put something on it. Like, took my fork to it. Cold, nasty, like I'm in the middle of nowhere. Campfire beans, minus the fire. And I'm like, really? (laughs) This is your version of something vegan? Like, come on, man. One of the worst experiences in, in my life as being so far as living a vegan lifestyle, plant-based lifestyle. And so when I say, yeah, I want to talk about it, I'm like, yo, share your stories. If, you, if you've changed the way you eat and see how people treat you different, even if it's not vegan. You're just trying to eat better because you want to lose weight or feel better about yourself. And how people will try to sabotage it and do all these things. But I never go. I don't ask for food there. Like, don't go there. And there's all these things that come with it. Like, it's like there's something wrong. And the people who work there don't nine times out of ten don't know. So when you say, hey, like, I'm vegan, you're just letting them know ahead of time. And then it's like, oh, well, we have the uh and the uh, uh and the uh, mystery salad with the you could get a salad. That's the number one. You could get a salad. I probably eat less salad than people can even imagine. And it's like, yo, bro, if I wanted a salad, I would just go home and make I don't want a salad. Vegans eat more than lettuce. FYI, newsflash, breaking news. There's more food out there than just salad. Thanks for playing. So at any rate, be careful out there and just know this is why a lot of times we say, no, we don't want to go out. Because we don't want to deal with the extras that come with it. We don't need the little sly remarks and the extra. Like, we can handle it. I can handle it. But sometimes it's like, man, I don't want to deal with that. It's not necessary, especially when there's so many dope spots that have both. They have regular food, regular in quotes. They have vegan options, and it's known. So I'm like, why not just go there so I can be happy the people at the counter are not looking at me crazy. The waitress not treating me crazy. Everybody's happy. And we can all eat and enjoy the rest of the evening or the event or whatever. Because people really do treat you different. And luckily, I'm already used to that for other reasons. But it's very interesting how things change when you say the V word. 
Anyway, just want to get that off my chest. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. I'm about to get some more guests coming in. I'm lining up guests to come be part of the show so they can start vibing with you guys and sharing their stories and experiences in life and all that. So make sure you stay tuned. Um, make sure you follow my Instagram, Arsenal by Kenyatta. Check out my website, arsenalbykenyatta.com. And holla at your boy. Appreciate y'all, man. Peace, love, and fire ends. Out of here. P.S. <laughs> Shout out to Palm Trees. You know how we do. <laughs>